This is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Jenty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Jenty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Hey world, this is Jamie again. Jamie at Jetty Show right here on Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie. Happy Tuesday. It's September 27, 2022. How are we feeling today, man? You know, when I got up this morning, I felt great. You know, watching the Cowboys win last night, you know, it, it just, it, it, we can't say we're back yet. Let's calm the nerves down. We're not going, we're not going to the postseason. We're, we're, we're trending. We're trending. Let's let's take one game at a time. So I'm not thinking about the postseason. I'm not thinking about I'm mean, heck, I'm not even thinking about the Super Bowl. I'm thinking about game by game management. So So let's get started. Number one, let's say Cooper Rush. Okay, Cooper Rush. I had a conversation with a lady this morning, okay? Um just you know, random lady at the camp, you know, she knows who she is. And I have to explain why Cooper Rush is doing what he's doing right now. Uh, she was saying, hey, you know, Cooper Rush is better than Dak. Okay, I, you know, I, I, I seen all the, the posts on social media, okay? Let me tell you something. Cooper is never better than Dak, okay? Dak is better than Cooper. You know why? Dak has credit, credit, Creativity, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Creativity. That can roll out in the pocket. Like Cooper can't. Cooper is a game manager. He plays at his own pace. Like, like, we gotta stop this, Cowboys fans. We gotta stop having, having this nonsense. Okay? Dak is our quarterback. Cooper is just filling, filling a spot. I mean, I'll grant he's done some great things. But do I see him being a starter full time? Probably on a different team, but not on this team. Dak is the full time quarterback. Now they say, well, you know, Jamie, you know, what if Dak gets hurt again? He gets hurt again. We get, he gets hurt again. Then we call on Cooper Rush or Will Greer or somebody. Like I always say to myself, we always got to have two good quarterbacks. The one starter, the other one has to back them up. It's got to be ready, and when the one goes down, the other one's got to back them up. Got to be ready on the spot. So, with that being said, Cooper Rush, he did his thing last night. 21 for 31 for 215 touchdown. I mean, that's all we can ask for. Now, we're not asking you to, you know, be a hero. We're asking you to play your game. And I think this game, they opened the playbook for him. Um, so... Hey, it, it it works out. So now that's my opinion about the quarterback. I want to hear what Gabe has to say about this notion. I have three questions for you, Gabe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, so number one, I want to talk to you about Jerry. Now, Jerry has been talking over the last week. He's been, you know, saying about quarterback controversy. Um, you know, he's been talking about, okay, well, Dak can come back within, uh, within one game or so. Um, 
is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? Um, I'm gonna give you the honest answer. Okay. The honest answer is hell no. Okay. <laughs> what is he talking about? What is he talking about? Everybody gotta stop. I'm, yeah. I, so, I truly believe that Dallas, right? The city of Dallas has this thing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I saw it with Quincy Carter, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing it now with Dak. Okay. It's this, it's this complex, right? They want yeah. their quarterback to be, mm-hmm. to look like them, the masses, right? Sure. I don't want to get too deep, but I'm going to keep sure. the service level with that. Okay. I do have, I do think that they're waiting for that, that great, a great white hope. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Um, so that's why Cooper Rush playing so well is like, oh wow, like, this is great. This is exactly what we needed. Mm-hmm. It's not that different than how Dak started. Right. It's not that different from how Tony Romo started. Right. Um, this is just the same, same pattern. Okay. And so I don't want them to get caught up in the hype right now because sure. Cooper Rush is playing well. He's done a lot of great things, but I mean, honestly, statistically, he's playing at the level of Daniel Jones, <laughs> who we just played against. You know what I'm saying? He's That's playing true. at the level. He's not playing at an elite top mm-hmm. 10 quarterback level, which Dak is right. even though week one we didn't get to see that right um so i do believe that cooper rush is playing well as i said okay but i now, just don't think that there's anything to question when it comes to that prescott being our quarterback okay so now when you mentioned the great white hope mm-hmm. can you explain that in the further detail so all of the great quarterbacks that cowboys have had mm-hmm. troy eggman being the greatest i guess Many think people about, say that. Think Many about the fact that, that um, just kind of how Jerry Jones and a lot of these people move mm-hmm. in regards to black issues and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't want to get, again, I'm trying to avoid getting too deep. Sure. Um, because there's certain things, there's a lot that I don't know, and I could just be wrong from the outside looking in. But mm-hmm. what it appears to me is that they're looking for that thing that feels mm-hmm. good to them. Right. Because Dak is, has been inconsistent. Right. Not gonna lie to you. His play has been inconsistent, so they're looking mm-hmm. for that. Okay, now is the time for us to find somebody else right. who can fill that void. Right. But in actuality, there's nobody that's gonna fill a void mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? Because Dak is, Dak is Dak. And you that's get true. what you get, you get what you get with him. You knew that before you paid him a hundred something million dollars. And he's up for extension too. That's, exactly. that's what I heard. I'm like, well, you know, like I, I can understand, you know, uh, being up for extension, but mm-hmm. at the same time, well, at the same time, can he, can he lead us? I'm not trying to put more pressure yeah. on Dak as he should, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're playing on America's team. Yeah. But at the same time, can he lead you there? Like, for me, Coop, Cooper, Cooper, I want a quarterback that can lead us to the next Step. And I'm going to tell you, Coop is doing exactly what we needed him to do. Mm-hmm. He's, any backup. Any backup. That's what you get a backup for. Right. Like, to do exactly what he's doing. Jimmy Garoppolo was that for New England mm-hmm. Um, when Tom Brady went down for a couple mm-hmm. games. Like, it's the same thing. Like, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. That doesn't right. mean that he's a starter. Right. That doesn't mean that he can do this for 18 or well, 17 games a year. Right. Plus the playoffs, potentially. Per- so. Right. It's like I don't know if people are understanding that, and people are just getting caught up in the 
right now in the I I, I think people are getting moment. caught up. I think I think a lot of people I think a lot of people are are, are you know finding finding that finding a reason to get Dak out of here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 Which I always hear the notion of when it, when somebody plays well, right? That that's like any sport. Um they want to get him out of here. And it's not the case. Like you can't right. you like like you know, you're a Lakers fan. You yeah. you want you want you know the the amount of shots that Russ takes on a daily basis. Oh my god. Like 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 you you will want him out of here. But it's not the case. It's just skill set. Yeah. Like Cooper Cooper Rush is doing what what we're all capable of doing. He's managing the game. Yeah. At his pace, Dak is creative. Creative. Dak can go roll out to the pocket. Dak can make the bigger throws. Dak has progressions. He can, you know, you know. That, that's what I noticed last yeah. night. I noticed that, um, you know, they gave him majority of the playbook. Like, mm-hmm. like they know, opened was, it up a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, and I and I saw that you know they were calling a lot of audible stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so, so. To back up your your answer, to me there there is no quarterback controversy. Exactly. You know, I think Dak. I think when Dak comes back, when he's healthy enough, don't rush it. Then he'll be our starter. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, it, it, it's kind of messed up to put a guy if if he if Cooper Rush, let's say if he goes wins the next what two to three games, mm-hmm. it kind of sucks that okay, well you're inserted Dak in. I mean, Dak's the quarterback. I mean, I mean, there, there's going to be times where Cooper is going to struggle. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, there's no ifs or buts about I mean, it. There's been times in these games where he struggled. Like, it, I don't think everybody. Like, I think everybody's getting caught up in the win. Right. And but you take away our defense, mm-hmm. and if we had defenses that we've had from years, some years ago. <laughs> yeah. You put those same defenses in this situation, mm-hmm. we are getting blown out by thirty points each of right. these games. Exactly because I, like our defense is winning us these games. Mm-hmm. I think people are missing that point. That's a huge point. Yeah, like all he got to do is score twenty three points for us to win. That's because yeah, our defense is balling out. Right. That's not normal in the NFL. I don't think <laughs> no, people really not. understand that. No, it's not. These teams <laughs> are scoring thirty plus points a game. He's giving up 26 or 30 points a game. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, well, well, we gotta, we gotta be blessed to have a great defense and a deep, uh, and, and, and a coordinator that, that's able to dial up blisses, you know, mm-hmm. wherever the blisses may be. Micah can be, Micah can line up on the left, right, mm-hmm. middle side. Uh, Donovan Wilson can yeah. line up, uh, deep, can, can move up to the line of scrimmage. So just 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 the amount of you know you know creativity on the defensive yeah. side. It's a lot of movement, and I like that. I, I like it too. It's actually not normal to me. Um, yeah, because I don't see that often. But I'm seeing like Demarcus Lawrence move from inside to outside to left yes. to right. I'm seeing Michael move all over the place. Wilson, like you mentioned, right? Like all of the defensive linemen are kind of interchangeable, mm-hmm. which I like. That's actually creates Very a lot crazy. of versati- versatility on the pass rush. And we saw the results of that last night. Hey, great results. Now, number two. Now, let's say this. Cooper Rush wins three to four games, right? Mm-hmm. Does he Does he become your full-time starter? No. Or would you say maybe on another team? Like, if it, and another team were to say, okay, like, for example, let's 
say New England, right? New England mm-hmm. lost their quarterback for multiple games. Um, would you say, okay, can't he work out on another team? Hmm. I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to get him out of here, but I mean, like, yeah, but like, I mean, I I don't know because I've mm-hmm. never seen him start right. an entire season. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'd have That's never true. seen him yeah. play an entire. I've seen him play all of three games so far. Right, <laughs> his career <laughs> against the Vikings last year, yeah. and then these two that he's won. Mm-hmm. So I, it's hard for me to say what he's capable of on right. a consistent basis. Right. Um, he looks decent. He looks like a middle of the road quarterback. Not great. <laughs> not I mean, there, there's, there's out of a, this world. There's there's quarterbacks that. Well, no, I can't say that. I can't say the quarterbacks out there that are just built mm-hmm. like him. Yeah, I mean, maybe a Trevor Lawrence, but like you know, if, if you open up the playbook for him, then we'll see the next step from Trevor Lawrence. But right. Cooper Rush, Cooper I mean, Rush he, don't have the same big arm that Trevor Lawrence does. He does Trevor not. Lawrence has some natural quarterback mm-hmm. ability that Cooper mm-hmm. Rush doesn't have. No. No, I, I, I think he just plays at his own pace. And yeah. I, I think, I think, I think many fans out there, social media, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you look at the pages of, you know, the Tolos, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, the, the Cowboys fans, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're getting too caught up in, you know, hey, you know, Cooper Rush is our quarterback. He's led us to two or three wins. And I bank it on just managing, mm-hmm. just being, being a game manager. And I want to make a point too. We scored. 17 unanswered points? Yes. In the, between the third and the fourth quarter? Yes. That's a huge point to me. Because, yes, yes he scored those points. Mm-hmm. He got, he moved the ball, he did what he needed right. to do. Um, and that, right. those drives were beautiful. But mm-hmm. unanswered means that that's a defensive stat. Right. So I, I don't want to, I want to go over the top with praising the defense because right. our defense is better than I've ever seen it. Right. Um, since like, Long, long time ago, but I, I just is just one of a kind. We'll never see that type of defense ever again. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, man. I wish we could just kept our offense from last year together. Yeah. <laughs> and then I mean, coupled I, I, it with this. Oh my god. I mean, I, I have another question about the offense too. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but 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 I, I but to back up. I got an additional question, my second one. Yeah. So my second additional question would be, so Joe Buck and Troy Emmett were doing the broadcast, right? They did an excellent job. I love mm-hmm. listening to those guys. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones. And I listened to the po- post game show. Brian Broaddus and Zach Wolchuk were doing it. Mm-hmm. And Brian Broaddus was saying, hey, you know, Daniel Jones, what, this is the best game he's ever played. Mm-hmm. So I went back and reviewed the film. I was like, okay, well, this, well, Daniel Jones was irking me. Yeah. He was bothering me, but by you know when he when he when the pocket collapsed, he was running. Mm-hmm. He, it was like he got like what ninety yards. Yeah, uh, 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 he got ninety seven. Sorry, he went nine for seventy nine. Yep, running. Yep, he was frustrating. He was me and and the defense because it was like you know it collapsed. But he was doing the right thing. I think this was the game he the best game he's ever played in my eyes. Yeah. So I, I would agree with Brian on that one. Mm-hmm. Um now looking at Daniel Jones, uh he got beaten up last night. He did. It showed on his face. He got beaten up last night. <laughs> and so That's why he was running for his life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he was 
Yeah. He got hit 22 times. Yeah. So, do you think New York has their quarterback? I do. Okay. Um, and I say that because this NFL is very tricky to me, right? Yeah. Right. We're in the space where not a lot of quarterbacks, great quarterbacks are coming from college. Mm-hmm. Um, they could just come out of nowhere. Yeah. They just kind of, they just kind of appear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just kind of appear. Um, out of nowhere. I don't think you're going to find a quarterback mm-hmm. at this stage in the game that's better than Daniel Jones coming out of college. I don't think that there's a quarterback on anybody's roster right no. now as a backup. No. That's better than Daniel Jones. No. I, so I, I, I can't think of it off the top it. of my head. I just don't I, see I, it. I, I don't see it either. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I could, I, I agree with you. I don't see it either. I mean, Daniel Jones, I mean, you know, they're saying it could be his last leg, but I don't think so because I, I, because he's improved so much. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, granted, you got, you got to make, he doesn't have the receiving mm-hmm. core, um, uh, as as years as before, but mm-hmm. but he he uses he uses uh, he uses his legs to his advantage. Yeah, and uh, so once he improves his passing, then I mean he could be elite. Yeah. I had him number four on my list as mm-hmm. a breakout, yeah. and I still think he has time to break out. And I personally think that with Daniel Jones, he had he's definitely a bottom third mm-hmm. in the league quarterback, like. Yeah. I can make a list of a few quarterbacks he's better than off the top of my head. Like okay. Justin Fields, he's better than to me. Um, Justin Fields, but Justin Fields, um, um, he, he, but I, I do think that he, he, I do think with a new coach, I think you mm-hmm. have to open it up. For I do him. too. Um, I do too. I, Ohio State, they, they did, they gave him everything. Yeah. Like when you go to Ohio State or Alabama, those mm-hmm. big colleges, they give you everything. Yeah. And I just look at his arm. Ability and accuracy. Right. Like, I can't really judge how they're play calling for him mm-hmm. and they're scheming for him because mm-hmm. he's new. Like, he right. just got here. As of today, I put Daniel Jones ahead of him. Okay. Um, I'm okay. trying to think who else. That's oh, fair. He's ahead of Joe Flacco in, okay. <laughs> right now. Joe Flacco's the backup. Well, Joe Flacco's starting, yeah, starting in New York, uh, New, New York, York Jets, but yeah. I, I do think, I do think for their team, I think, I do think Joe Flacco should stay the starter. Oh yeah, but, but then again, Zach Wilson's coming back. But then, but but Joe Flacco would be my number one starter right now if it were me. Um, I agree. But CD. But my last question for you, CD Lamb. Now, CD Lamb had a drop. Okay, he frustrated all social media last <laughs> night. Like yeah. you, like there was like, well, how can you wear number eighty eight when when you can't catch a ball like that? <laughs> Um, and you know, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't ha- ha- hard on him uh, on that one. He he did <clears throat> drop the ball that that big one where uh, you know you know the you know Cooper that that big fifty yarder that he that he drops a great ball. It's a great ball to, a great ball to um, the other one, the flat that he came out of the flat. The yeah. second one that he did, that he dropped as well. Um, it got me. It, it to me, I was like. Should I root for this guy or should I like be patient with him? But I just want. But then again, he came back with with some excellent catches. Yeah, he did. But do you think he has solidified the number one receiving spot? Or <laughs> that's a tricky question. Or no, or or 
Noah Brown is on the merge. I'm not saying he's a number yeah. one. I'm saying Noah could be a number. I hate to say number three because Michael Gallup hasn't played it down. Yeah. But when Michael Gallup comes back, uh-huh. Noah Brown will be the three. Okay. Um, and truthfully, if we're being honest, those mm-hmm. are our two best receivers is Gallup and Noah Brown to me. Okay. And I've been saying that for a while. Um, CD, he has a lot to work on. Okay. Um, his route running ability to me leaves a lot to be desired. It's, it, it, um, it's a concern. It's a big concern to me because he's so yeah. quick and so speedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, you, if you can't run routes, you can't get separation. Yeah. So, That's true. I mean, there was a lot of separation last night. I think, uh, defensive coordinator, uh, their, their secondary was so, Week. This is decimated. It, it, it's, it's like, it's, it's like, it, it, it's like you could have easily, easily, Cooper could have had at least a 300 yard game. Um, you know, they were playing so back, you know, a lot of prevent defense. I don't, I, I don't understand. The middle of the field was wide open and we didn't even attack it. Right. That's, again, that's a problem for me with play calling. Like, cause right. if I can see that right. and I see they're running like primarily cover two the entire game. Exactly. Like, the middle of the field is wide open. <laughs> but, it, but we were too conservative last night because, you know, granted, you know, Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott did their thing. Both of them did their they thing did. last night. They did. Um, but when you have the middle of the field, you got to attack it. And not trusting, you know, CD to, to, to attack, catch to, to catch the ball it, it is a big, is like, like you said, is a big concern. And it also is frustrating for me because it's all that hype that yeah. you had in the off season. Like you, you lost Amari, you lost, uh, Cedric Wilson. Um, I mean, Dalton Schultz is not there. I mean, we can't trust the two tight ends because they're rookies. I mean, I'm not, no shot to, no shot to them, mm-hmm. but CD, I expect them to, to, you know, Step up your game. When you're number one, you have, to, like you said, create separation. You mm-hmm. have to, you have to catch the ball. I want to see ten, at least ten catches a game. Yeah. Again, and to me, like, if I can't, because tr- he's the size of a receiver that should be catching balls over the middle, right? If we being honest, like, there's no reason why you should not be running slants with him post and all of it. Like, you shouldn't be running crossing routes and all of this kind you of. You could like, run crossing routes last night. If the middle of the field is open, yeah. you can run cross routes like easy. It's wide open, wide open. And so, to me, if you're Mm-mm-mm-mm. CD, you have to really, really, really get focused on working on your hands because, <laughs> because, <laughs> yep, 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 stuff yep, like yep. that. To me, like you can't have drop balls on corner routes. It's wide dude, open. There's dude. nobody around you. Dude. You're not getting hit. Dude, that's concerning crazy. to me. Because what if you go across the middle, like I'm. Like I'm saying, if you right. go across the middle and there's a safety coming at you full right. speed, you got now hold on you to may the catch ball. the ball, but then you turn around and get smacked in the mouth, and then now right. we got a fumble or we got an incomplete pass. Right. So that's another thing. I don't want my receivers fumbling the ball like that, especially when you're coming up in the middle and he hits you like that. You got you got to hold on to the ball like that. You we we, we, we you are our number one. You have yeah. to be the you got to be our security blanket because we don't have anybody else. Yeah. The rookie uh Tolbert played, which I'm happy, which I'm excited yeah, to see. Yeah, that, that drove me nuts. 
It wasn't really a drop. It was a slightly overthrown ball, yeah, but it, it touched was, both his hands. It did, but yeah, it did. But I, I but I'll give him a pass on that because he he because he was enacted the first two. Yeah. Um. I don't know why a healthy scratch. I have no idea. I don't. Un, I, but I do want to give a shout out to both Peyton Hendershot and Jake Ferguson. Yeah. Both of those guys did their thing in the running game, uh, blocking. You know, Peyton. Even though he had that holding call. I'll let it go. But other than that, they opened the holes for them. Uh, I think Peyton Hendershots had, had a, a couple of catches, you know, bulled over a, d- a defender. Uh, I have high hopes for him. You know, I do want him to see, see, see him get on the field a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we talked about it before the show, sure. but Hendershot, he, he's, I think if you want to talk about any controversy, we have mm-hmm. a, a tight end a controversy. A tight end controversy is exactly a tight end controversy because, because I, Hendershot is athletic. Right. He holds on to the ball. Yes. Um, yes. unlike Dalton Schultz. Yes. I'm, I'm not a Dalton Schultz fan. Um, I, I'm not either. I, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why he's up for a contract extension. He's but, probably going to get it. He, he, public Maybe. pressure. Public exactly. pressure. But, you know, if the player doesn't show up for, like, the mini camp or not, that's Jerry giving in. Right. So other teams are like, well, you know, we're going to sign you right away. Mm-hmm. This Cowboys team, public pressure, mm-hmm. forces you to sign these players. And to me, Dalton Schultz can pressure all he wants. He can go. You fumble right. the ball too much for me, dog. Like you, you average a fumble at this point every three games. <laughs> I get you. Being I just made that stat up, so don't quote me on that. But I'm just saying, like right. you fumble the ball so much, like you carry the ball like a loaf of bread. You're not athletic at all. <laughs> every the moment somebody touches you, you immediately fall. And immediately fall. You when go I saw Hendershot hurdle over three people, I was like, that's who I want. Right. That's what I want because like, I, right. The we never ability plus the right. ability to just. To have that thought anyway, like yeah, I'm 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 gonna jump over three people <laughs> and get this first down. Exactly. That's a different mentality. Like exactly. can, that's a mentality thing. It's not exactly. necessarily just about athleticism. Exactly. He's a winner. I can see it. Okay. Okay. Even though he's from Indiana, okay. I, I, I see him as a winner. You um, know, we all well, make bad decisions. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> now, granted, moving forward, we play Washington next. Now, we put the Giants out of the way. You know, I, I got to give a shout-out to Saquon. He did his thing last night. Uh, but we put them out of the way. We'll, we'll see them down the road again. We play the Commanders next week. With no logo, there's a bunch of problems. Now, I saw a stat that Cooper that, – uh, no, not Cooper Rush – uh, Carson Wentz got hit 19 times in nine sacks. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do you, re- like, I want to know, uh, as a quarterback, how do you recover getting hit more than 10 times? And then, on top of getting hit more than 10 times, you know, this is a team that you're about to go up against that has averaged at least three to four sacks a game throughout the first three right. games of the season. Defensively. Defensively. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a shock. I, I think that if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm shook. Mm-hmm. I'm shaking in my boots right now. <laughs> like, I ain't going to lie to you. Because if yeah. I'm getting hit nine, ten times a game, mm-hmm. 
and that's well, if we're gonna get sacked nine to ten times a game, I think that's right. what you said, right? Um, no, well, oh, well, he, he got sacked nine times against the Eagles. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, he got hit nineteen times. <laughs> gotcha. Like Dan Jones got hit twenty-two times. Well, and the Eagles are not us. I'm gonna be right. honest. Like I was watching the defense play. They're decent. They're not a great defense, but mm-hmm. you're coming up against us and Michael Parsons and mm. now and friends and friends exactly and friends. Yeah. And so friends. this is a different animal. So mm-hmm. if they can sack him nine times, what you think we about to do? Jeez, jeez, you might as well. Shoot. I mean, you and might, I might sound yeah, like I mean, a crazy you, cowboy you fan well. that's like really gassing up this defense. They may not even be as good as I'm talking about. You might about as well. Play. I mean, you might as well just. You might as well just. uh you might as well just have an extra tight end. Well, not even an extra tight end. The way Parsons was getting through through the line, he bulldozed one guy to get to Daniel Jones. I'm like, okay, I don't know how you stopped stop the pass rush because the pass rush is coming from everywhere. Like Mike, they try to triple team. They try to um, clip him. Like when. Um, one of the one of the tackles were getting to be it was either An, An, um, Andrew Thomas or Evan something. One of them was was getting beat. They chipped him was uh, Matt Breida. Mm-hmm. Now Matt Breida is the backup for for backup running back to yeah. Saquon. Mm-hmm. He got his ass chewed up last night. <laughs> like literally, he was just trying to chip. Uh, he, I, I remember a play. He was trying to chip somebody. Yeah. He got blew up, and they still got still. He, he even though Jones let the ball go, yeah. he still got hit. Yeah. And it's like you can't chip against this team. This team is coming out no everywhere. Um, not, like they got backside help. They got uh, rushers everywhere. Yep. So it goes to the credit to Dan, to Dan Quinn and George Edwards, mm-hmm. uh, putting these guys where they need to be. Yeah. And again, like a lot of the movement you can't really prepare for on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know how so you, like, what know. are you going to do? You never, you, it's not like you have, you playing against a player who plays a set position. Right. Michael Parsons moves all around Gosh, the defense. I don't understand that. I don't understand and, how you block. I don't understand as an offensive coordinator. I don't understand how you prepare that. I don't. Like, I, I don't. I don't understand that. I don't know. Like, I have no idea. I, like that's tough to me. That that's that that's that's so tough. But 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 we do have one. We do have one concern, and then we'll go to break. Penalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ten of them. Well, there was ten last night. Mm-hmm. So is is not coaching. It's. It's discipline, right? Yeah. The 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 penalty that I, I can let go is obviously the leg game. Yeah. You know, I can let that go. Uh, I can let go of the Peyton Hendershot penalty. Mm-hmm. I can let go of the Donovan Wilson penalty, which is pretty st- ridiculous mm-hmm. because you know you just you know I, I I just you know he didn't see the referee behind him and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's silly, but I can let that go. What I can't let go is Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr. He had that one holding penalty. I, I can't remember. It was a personal foul or that holding penalty that he had. It was a crucial dirt down. Yeah. Started the game. It was a personal foul. Personal foul. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Sam Williams had a personal foul, too. Mm-hmm. But then again, Daniel Jones is going out of bounds. But it's – but That's a whole rule. I have an issue with some of the rules. It, the it's – Because it's getting out of hand. It is. It is. It's just – it's just – 
It's just that that Sam Williams penalty. I want to know how you stop your momentum. Like he's coming at you full. I I don't know how you stop. I mean, if he were to come to a full stop, Daniel Jones is going to go on the ground anyways. Right. So, like, I think the NFL needs to revisit that. That that uh, that to me, I I can let I can let that go too. But Anthony Barr's penalty is is. It's kind of it's kind of suspect to me. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, I think that once a quarterback crosses the line of scrimmage, they should no longer be mm-hmm. considered a quarterback. Exactly, they should no longer be considered a quarterback and be protected the same way a quarterback would. Right, because you're now a rusher. Right, you're, right. you're no longer a quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> so I just don't understand the thought process of still protecting him beyond the line right. of scrimmage. I get protecting quarterbacks, making mm-hmm. sure that's big money maker whatever exactly um they i get, get that anyways. and i agree with that right um but once they cross the line of scrimmage it's a totally different ball game it's game on now it's think about on. think before you run right you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> i want quarterbacks to get back to having to think before they run right right don't yeah. just take off because you might lose your life out here you know what i'm saying there's this notion of call, you know you watch college football right yeah there's this notion of when a quarterback gets hit it gets hit well they do it for all, all players too when he mm-hmm. get when he gets hit on on the top of the head uh well Hamilton helmet is targeting mm-hmm. so to me it's it's a stupid well i can understand why they're doing it mm-hmm. but to inject the player like that like 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 nah to me, to me, I don't agree with that. Yeah. There was there was a hit where uh, Texas quarterback Quinn Ayers took mm-hmm. um, by a defender, and they called a penalty for that. And I was and, and and I was thinking to myself, I was like, that's not a penalty because you know, first of all, Quinn is throwing the football. He wasn't running. He rolled out, and the, and the defender hit him. Mm-hmm. He let the ball go, but he, it was like a more of a takedown. To me. That's not a penalty, right? Like, like he, even though he injured his shoulder, it's not a penalty because a takedown would be like if, if he would have like physically took him down. Mm-hmm. Like this is just playing football. Yeah, he got penalized for it, and I'm noticing they're calling flags for anything, any hard hit. Right at this point, like exactly, you can't hit nobody hard over the you middle. You can't. Y'all. Like you got to let them set their feet, and right. basically, and you're dealing with athletic receivers. Exactly. So now you're literally hand, <laughs> like basically putting handcuffs on a defensive back, right, or a linebacker. That's, you know what I'm that, saying? Right. That's that's that that's the concern I have. Playing, you know, you know these penalties, these penalized players, you know, over over nonsense. They do it more in college than the NFL. Mm-hmm. The NFL is like once you get hit out of bounds, we're calling a penalty. Yeah, it's like they they need to revisit that. Yeah, like I just don't know how you stop them. And in college too, like yeah. when you get hit, when you get ejected from the game, and you get suspended, it's not suspended. It's more you're out the first half, right? And then you you got to stretch and you got to do all that stuff. Second half you come by, it's like. It's like a whole new ball game for that person, right? Exactly. And I and to me, I just don't agree with that. I don't agree with it either. I think it's actually it kind of dilutes the game a little bit. Yes. And I, I was, I'm all for protecting players because yes. this is a violent game. They come yes. with a, it comes with a lot, right? Um, but the reality is, we 
everybody that has ever played football knows the game mm-hmm. that they playing before they sign up to play. Exactly. This is not for like they t- when I was a kid, they used to say cuz again, mm-hmm. I'm like was playing football in the early 2000s. So mm-hmm. like when I was a kid, they used to be like, yeah, like you know this mm-hmm. game is not for everybody. We're right. going to find out who this game is really for. <laughs> Oklahoma drill was not for the weak. Right. So a lot of us, especially the players that come from, like, because this, all this stuff is new. So mm-hmm. a lot of the players that are playing today are around my age. Right. So, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We come from, like, yeah, like any other generation before. Like, we mm-hmm. come from actually hitting each other right. on a regular basis. Exactly. Like, we were taught that. And I wonder so, I wonder if they do the uh, Oklahoma drill still. Mm-hmm. Because that, that Oklahoma drill still, Oklahoma drill pumps the team up. It brings, it brings the mm-hmm. team together. Yeah. So now it's like, you know, if you don't do it anymore, mm-hmm. what brings the team together? Right. Music or coach talking, you know, coach being. I think, I think right now you got coaches like Deion Sanders mm-hmm. and some of those other coaches out there. I think, I think the new notion is music. Right. Either music or a passionate speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah, and I learned that from Hard Knocks too. Yeah, when I was watching Hard Knocks with the, uh, with the Lions. Yeah, um, I was I was thinking about that the mm-hmm. Oklahoma drill. I was like, I don't know if they do like hitting drills anymore. I right. didn't see none of that. Mm. That's weird to me. Because mm. I, I, I thought you know that it brings the team together. Like you're yeah. it's one against one. You know, you're like yeah, of course you know it might be personal and mm-hmm. stuff, but but then again, it's like. You're my brother. Yeah. We're, we're in this fight together. Whatever and, happens to you, I got your back. And not to mention, like, if you notice in the NFL, there's a lot of arm tackling going on. More so than ever. Yes. And there's a lot of missed tackles. A like lot of do, tackles. You, Like, if you do a lot of arm tackling, like you said, mm-hmm. there's a lot of missed tackles. I think all of these things kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I think the rule changes, the lack of actual preparation when it comes to tackling. Yeah. The... I mean, even just the ability of some of these players, like they, yeah, like especially if they went all the way through college and continued to play, yeah. like they, there's not, there's not a lot of actual hitting drills and contact hmm. in these practices. I wonder what they do. I think all of these things, there's a correlation there somewhere. Hmm. I wonder what they do to get to hit, though. Like I understand. I mean, I Probably wonder what they do. Dummies. At this point, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, you have to. <laughs> exactly. Mm, well, so, I appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely. Man, but, I, I, but I'm interested in this Washington take, man. That, that's the next game on Sunday. Yeah. But man. now, now, forget the break. We're going to take, take one three-minute break. But coming up next, I want to talk about UNT okay. in a little bit. Let's do it. Fishbowl Radio. Dear, it's okay. Except for reasons that I think 
bite your tongue like my bad habit. Would you mind if I tried to make a pass at it? Now you're not too good for me, my dear. Funny you come back to me, my dear. It's okay, things happen for reasons that I can't ignore. Now that you're back, I can decide if I decide if you're invited. You always knew the way to wow me. Go round, get tongue-tied. I turn it on, I make it rowdy. Then carry on, but I'm not hiding. You grabbing me hard, cause you know what you found is biscuits, is gravy,
Yes, welcome back, Fishbowl Radio family. It's Jamie again. So, now we had a great Cowboys discussion again. Um, more Cowboys discussion coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, but I do want to talk about the UNT game that just happened uh, this past Saturday. So, we got killed by Memphis, 44-34, as expected. Okay, let me talk about one quarterback. Let's talk about Austin Ani. Can we stop giving this man praise? Okay, we know he's 29 years old. Granted, okay, fine. We know that he played baseball in the Yankees organization back in 2012. Aaron Judge was there, by the way. Aaron, Aaron Judge was there, by the way. Um, we know that for sure. We know that he's the oldest quarterback in college football. That's no surprise. I'm pretty sure just other players out there his age or older are playing college football right now. Like they're, they're like, we gotta stop this. Especially giving him praise. I'm pretty, I mean, he has one more season to go. Then he'll be 30 years old. I'm like, dude, it's a rare. It's a rare occurrence. It's okay. It's fine. As long as we're winning, then you can talk about that stuff. Right now we're not winning. Like we're two and three. Going to conference play against Florida Atlantic, which I want to recruit, I want to talk about that game in the next show. But let's recap this game, okay? Now this team got killed, okay? 44-34. The quarterback, Ani, he didn't play that bad. He, you know, he, he threw the ball, what? It was 27 49 for 371. Three touchdowns, two interceptions with those two interceptions. Proved costly because they, it was the game. That was basically the game. Uh, you know, Memphis had two pick sixes off his interceptions. And so I just don't know what the read was. I don't know what the offensive corner was dialing up in, in those reads, but, um, but I think, I think this game had more. Us throwing the ball than running the ball. We're, we're like we, like I said before, we're one dimension. So this game, we we had to throw the ball because you know Memphis was playing man to man coverage. They were playing a lot of cover two. Um, so we everything changed in our playbook. We're, we're a power running team, but we turn into a passing passing, which is not a bad thing. Um, so so. You know, even though he threw three touchdown passes, which was good and all, uh, but this team struggled defensively. Um, I do want to jump down to, to the defense. So that's number two. There was a lot of frustration on that sideline defensively. Um, I felt like the quarterback, Seth Hennigan, can do whatever he wanted. Um, he didn't throw a lot of yards. Um, you know, he was able to get out of the pocket a lot more. He was able to make a lot of reads. Uh, you know, there was a lot of frustration on the sidelines and on the field, a lot of communication issues. Um, you know, I, this team here, along with the communication issues, can't tackle. Like I was just talking to Gabe over here. We, we were just talking about, um, you know, the techniques of football. Football, when I grew up, right? We used to tackle with two hands, form tackle, two hands. You spring the ball guy to the ground. That's form tackling. Now it's like I have my drawn, my strong right, right arm. I can bring that person down. That's not the case. You're not strong enough. 
You have to use you have to use your mind and the technique God gave you. He gave you that technique to tackle to tackle the person on the ground. Not to use one arm and then bring that person down. That's what UNT was doing, and that's why they Memphis was able to get out and the quarterback was able to do what they wanted. Uh, you know, the receiving core made some decent catches. It was just a frustrated day overall for UNT, man, defensively. And you got a 40 year veteran on that side, co- uh, coaching the defense. I'm like, okay, that's a blessing. Like, like we we need a guy who has experience on the defensive side coach our defense, but we got again we got we got exposed because we're not that type of deep. We've never been that type of defense, so we need to fix that in conference play. So number three, receivers, do they have potential? Does Roger Burns have potential? Does Jair Shore have, have, Shorter have potential? Potential will mean the great. Can we rely on those two guys to be our main receivers? It's always a game by game basis to rely, to rely on, on a couple of receivers that, you know, can only make four to five catches a game. I need my receivers to make about seven to eight a game. That shows me you're reliable and it almost shows me you're, you're elite. And we don't have elite receivers on this team. We just have guys that, 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 you know, put on a jersey and they're, 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 they, they run down the field and make a catch and wherever they're, wherever they're playing zone or man to man coverage. Uh, in this case, you could have taken advantage because Memphis was playing a lot of zone. You could have taken advantage in the middle of the field. It was wide open. I don't know why Ani did not see that. I don't know why the, these receivers did not run to the middle of the field to catch the football. Are you running slant? Are you running go routes? Are you running crossy patterns? Like that, it, that has to reek in your head. But then again, you know, we don't, we don't, you know, you know, these guys, I'm not trying to shame them, but it's like, we want you to be reliable. We want you to be there at the top of, of, of your game. That's right. So number four. So we always, we talked about fire coaches. There's, um, Arizona State fire coach, Herm Edwards over recruiting violations. Um, they were one and two when he was fired. Um, Nebraska fire Scott, Scott Frost, which as expected, you know, you, you, you lose like, you, you, you're losing games, especially to weaker teams like that. You deserve to lose your job. Uh, Boise State fires their office a coordinator. Um, after, the, after the UTEP game, they got beat 27 to 10. They only scored 10 points and they fired their office coordinator the next day. So my question to you, UNT is, we get the same result on Saturday, right? The offense is not moving. We're going to be one-dimensional. Our defense is terrible. When is the time for Seth to drill to hang it up? When is the time for A.D. Warren Baker 
to say, you know what? I need to make a change of football. Like I said, this man has not said anything about football since the first day of the season. I'm sorry, I'll take that back. The first home game of the season. I guess SMU. How long ago was that? Three weeks ago. He has not said one, he's not said anything about Seth Luttrell's job. Because you know why? Because it's diverse. Okay? And I hate to bring this up. Diverse is between, uh, uh, diverse is between white head coaches, black head coaches. You see, I, and again, I don't like that. But then again, it has to be addressed. So, so, but I'll, like, cut that. I'll dive deep into that later on. Okay? But, you have a chance to make this right, Warren. You can go in there right now to say, Seth, we're going to conference play. We want to win. Leave a conference without a championship. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, when Texas and OU are leaving the, the, the Big 12 for the SEC, stupidly enough, I don't know why they're doing that in three years. They have won championships in their conference. You know, even though Texas hasn't won it in, in, in recent memory, but Oklahoma has. But UNT, we haven't seen a championship in your conference. When's the last time that will happen? Never. Because y'all are inconsistent. And the money is important to, to you. The firing head coach who's on their way over, uh, under 500. It's seven seasons. We haven't done anything in seven seasons. You invest so much money in the football program. To the point where you can only give us, uh, uh, less than seven, eight, eight wins a year. I'm sorry, nine wins a year. Less than that. Heck, he's not even consistent enough. We gotta build. I can't, I can't do this shit anymore. Like, like, come on, man. Like, I'm like, whenever I think about UNT football, I always think about UNT basketball. Cause I know those guys and ladies will get us somewhere. They will. Man, 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 well, I don't know about the ladies, but the men will get us somewhere. But I am hopping on the ladies to get us somewhere. And I'm talking about an NCAA tournament berth. Yes, I said it. Yes, I want to go to the NCAA tournament in women's basketball. I want that. But in football, nah, it's not going to happen. To Warren Breaker finds a way to be to to address the football team. Like you don't have to wait till FIU. You don't have to wait till that game to make your decision. Why don't you just make the decision right now, so that uh, we can we can have fresh minds, we can have fresh bodies, um, we we can ha- we, this this team can start respecting somebody else more than you. Uh, there's two people that I will want: Phil Bennett and Patrick Cobbs. Patrick Cobbs is the former UNT uh, running back. He played it in Miami, played for Miami Dolphins. He's a running back coach for UNT right now. 
And I do see him emerging as being a head coach one day. Not, maybe not at UNT, but maybe somewhere. But I do see him emerging. Uh, Phil Bennett, Phil Bennett's an old, he's a 60 year old man, 40 years defensive coordinator. Um, you know, do I want him to lead this team on an interim basis? I do. But is he going to get that opportunity? Absolutely not because Warren is not available to talk, you know, about the football team. So I I just, I, so there's got to be more clarity on on why this man has not, has not, we have, we haven't moved on from this man. And again, I'm not, I don't want people to lose their job, but it's obvious that this, you know, the football team is always losing the games that we're supposed to win. We have given up over 90 points to teams that we're going to play uh, in, a, in a new conference. That, to me, is concerning. Really concerning. And it goes on to my final point, okay? My final point is, defensively, when we're, we're, in, we're in conference play now, when are we going to step up defensively to, to, to the point where we can win games on defense? When are we going to stop giving up over 30 points a game? It's a lot. Like, uh, defensively, it's a lot. I'm pretty sure we're ranked last defensively. When are we going to get consistent wins in this, in, in this conference? Like, I haven't seen it. We got the one win against UTEP, but it's just UTEP. I want better opponents, and this is a better opponent. That were playing FAU coming into town on Saturday. I want those type of opponents. Like we, we like we we can't we can't play crap like this. We cannot like the quarterback can't play crap. The running back the running backs are they're leading this team. So I'm not gonna go after them. The quarterback is what I will go after. The defense is what I'll go after. We gotta have communication all over, guys. We gotta tackle better. We gotta make our reads better. We gotta have a scheme. We got to do all those three intangibles to make us better on defense. And what I mean better by defense is giving up less than 20 points, which in college football, is unrealistic because there's not one team out there that's going to that has an elite defense. Now, many people say, "Well, Texas has elite defense, but Texas gave up 37 points. Texas are losing. Texas is losing games that they're supposed to win. Like, 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 come on." I mean, I understand the hype. I want to get hyped too, guys. I want hype, but at the same time, I want consistency. I want to win. I want to see teams, you know, um, playing bigger bowl games. I want to celebrate a title, a conference title. Not celebrate more victories like this one. Um, well, we didn't, we, we didn't win this game. I don't want to celebrate more when we beat the weakest team in the league. I don't want that. I want a championship. And I want it now. Are we ever going to get it? 
Are we going to get it? No, we're not going to get it yet. <laughs> we're not ever going to get it. <laughs> we're not ever going to get it, guys, okay? <laughs> so, so, UT, you're playing against FAU next week. <laughs> uh, next week, I expect us to play a little bit better, guys. A whole lot better to the point where you you get my interest back. Now, that ends our show. Okay? Now, next week, we're obviously going to dive into the Washington game. And then we're going to dive into the Florida Atlantic game. Let's see what improvements we made. Again, I will recap the game. But improvements <laughs> is the number one thing we're going to make. Alright. But other than that... Subscribe to my YouTube channel, like, comment, subscribe, and I'll see y'all in the next show on Fishbowl Radio.